amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Screen Heroes. I am Derek, one of your weekly hosts. I've got just my other two lovely weekly regular hosts with me. That was a lot of adjectives. Yeah, it was. I was waiting for the negative ones. <laughs> Guys, say hi, Ryan. Hi, Ryan. And Ray. Ray. Very helpful. <laughs> well, you just told us what to say. 74, 74 episodes, guys. 74. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if we sound a little bit different, that's because we're using a different mic. Uh, we had to give our old mic back, and so we are at the moment in transition. So this is not going to be the end-all be-all, but at the moment, this is what you get. So. Deal with it. Like, seriously, if you're a long-time listener of the show, you're used to transitions. Don't leave us because of a mic change. <laughs> well, you know, just letting people know. Uh, you know, hopefully, because we're on Blog Talk Radio now, we have a few new listeners out there. Woo! And if you are a new listener or an old listener who hasn't done this yet, go to screen-heroes.com and drop us a review on iTunes, please. If you do, I promise that we will give you a shout-out on the show. It doesn't even have to be five stars. If you think that we do something that you don't like, you can tell us. and we still give us five stars. We will talk about it on the show. But write it in the comments. I promise. Um, Yeah, if you give us no stars or one star. I'm not shouting you out. I'm going to make fun of you. Okay, well, we That's a promise. We will make fun of you live (laughs) on the podcast if you give us No, because that that might encourage one-star reviews. You know what? I want to encourage a lot of people positive, want to listen, honest listen to reviews, terrible so. things. I'm going to shout them out too, positive yeah. ones. I mean, um, praise them. Derek's already stressed out. I'm already yeah. stressed out. Back off so, a little bit. Okay. Today we are talking about, so a few episodes back, we did a kind of a spotlight episode on one particular actor, and that was Kurt Russell. So you can go back and listen to that one. But today we are talking about my personal favorite actor, who is Will Smith, the Fresh Prince, Big Will. I'm so excited to talk about him. I can tell. Um, and so we're going to be doing that. We're going to talk about his movies primarily. We might talk a little bit about other things because he's a, a very talented guy. Yes. But before we do that, we're going to talk some news. As always. So uh, do you guys want to start with Star Wars news or DC news? I'm giving you choices. I mean, go for it, whatever. Okay, fine. We'll start with Star Wars then. So, uh, last week we all heard that the two directors of the Han Solo film had been uh, asked to leave the production uh, in in corporate speak. And uh, uh, they're no longer part of the movie, so they have to find a new director, and they did. It's Ron Howard. It is Ron Howard. And I'm really looking forward to uh, montages. That include the Peanuts Christmas song. And voiceovers. Yes. And a narrator. Yes. So I, I volunteer as tribute to be Ron Howard's narrator for But Ron, Ron Howard narrates his Yeah, but he's you know, stuff. he's a little bit older now and you no, know. No, he's still got nice, pleasant yeah. voice. Alright, well, here's the big news though. We already knew this. They stuff. hate the guy that casts Han. 
That's uh, not fair. They don't hate him. So they had to get him an acting coach. They hate him. I didn't hear that part. Yeah, they had to get him an acting coach. That actually wasn't even what I was referring to. I wasn't even going to go down that road. But uh, yeah, they had to get him an acting coach. And now there's all these rumors that they might adjust the focus of the film to be a Lando movie that Han Solo happens to be in. Which honestly actually sounds more appealing for me. <laughs> We're getting warmer. We're uh-huh. still not there to a movie I want to see yet. Like, well, because Donald I Glover just, is a much—he's a good actor. He's a really good actor. Donald Glover is fantastic. You watch Community, you watch uh, Atlanta, and you watch his stand-up, and he's a fantastic guy all around. Very talented, both comedic and drama. So. I think he's proven himself. The other guy, I don't even know his name. The only other thing I've seen him in was Beautiful Creatures. And that movie was just god-awful. So I really... I don't have that much interest because it's either I don't care about the actor playing Han or I don't care about the character Donald Glover's playing. Mm -hmm. So really, I would just rather see a Darth Maul movie... Or Obi Wan movie, right? Like that dude wasn't just sitting there in the sand for forty years or whatever. Well, it gets in all the places. I mean, it's in all the places so much. Yeah, Yeah. it's coarse. It's coarse. Uh, But the the other piece of information is that so the studio has come out and basically explained their end of the story. Now I want to preface this with something very important that I don't want anybody to forget here. The, guy, the directors uh, signed an NDA, a non-disclosure agreement. They are actually not allowed to talk about what happened on set. Correct. But the studio, owning the movie and the production, can, can talk about whatever, whatever they want. So keep that in mind, that we are literally hearing one side of the story. And the because director, we're not allowed to hear the other side. Because we're not allowed to hear the other side. So just, well, they're not allowed to tell the other side. Right. The yeah. contracts will be up eventually. They will get to talk about it at some point. But, I mean, by then, it's not. we're not going to care. No. So what's important here is that the studio has said, uh, Lucasfilm and, and Kathleen Kennedy have said that they were going for not just comedy, but Jim Carrey, Ace Ventura-style comedy for this movie. And our little Han Solo was not comfortable with the Jim Carrey physical humor that he was being asked to perform. And he went to the studio executives to kind of raise a red flag. Oh my god, let's throw that poor actor under the bus a million and right? a half times. Like, so like that not, not poor only guy. did they make it public knowledge he got an acting coach, but he's also responsible for essentially getting the directors pushed off the project. Um, so he does seem like he's the scapegoat for this movie, which is unfortunate. Um, but yeah, so how do you guys feel about the studio basically making their version of the story incredibly public while at the same time the directors can't say a word? I think that is business. Yeah. (laughs) And they're doing what any other business would do. Absolutely. That is exactly what happened when Edward Norton was recast. Kevin Feige got to say everything that he wanted to say. However, Edward Norton still cannot say everything about it. Nope. Terrence Howard still can't say why he was replaced, but... Well, we all know why. Well, we were told no. Marvel's Marvel's version. That's what we were told. Yeah, but that I mean, was based we... on sheer salary, which yeah. is public knowledge, and so that, I believe, like, that, that that's just seems totally more fair. I'm just saying that peop- actors, well, nobody directors, was... they get replaced. Yeah. And in this big world where you have, like, Edgar Wright and uh, these two guys, you know, you're 
a small part and a giant picture, a macrocosm here. You have to play your part. If you don't play your part, they will find people to do it for you. Yeah, yeah. I, I just meant more of with Terrence Howard. It's, they weren't throwing him under the bus saying that he was making the movie bad or, or no. anything like that. They didn't necessarily make him look good, though. I mean, they didn't, but it's a, it was a numbers thing. That's much more business well, than this is. This feels Edward much Norton, more personal. Edward Norton's was personal. Yes, Edward Norton's was personal. He was he was called a lot of names. He was talked about being an angry, controlling kind of guy. So, yeah. so that's that. Yeah. Um, on what I believe is a very positive side of things in the DC world is uh, Matt Reeves has basically announced that the Batman movie will be a noir-style detective film. Which is, if you remember, wasn't there a podcast we did where we pitched? Did we pitch this? We pitched... I don't remember. We, well, we pitched our dream Batman story, <laughs> I think. We had John on it. It was me, you, and John. I don't oh, think Rachel right. was on that one. And, then, and mine was The Long ago. Halloween, which was like right. a complete detective story with all, totally of his, uh, all of his rose gallery, essentially. And I still stand by that. I think that that would be great. And that sounds kind of like the direction they're going. So, very excited about that. Finally get to see Batman being Batman. I think it's a new aspect. We all love seeing action-packed Batman films, absolutely. But it, so much of the comics is him figuring things out. Because, you know, he doesn't just show up when there's destruction like Soups does. He tracks people down. He wants mm -hmm. to put these people away. He doesn't just beat them into submission and, you know, drop them off at uh, a prison and, like, fly away. So right. it's... It should be fun if this is what they go with. I think I would, I'd really like it. Long Halloween's one of my favorite uh, comics. So. Well, and personal, like you get personal with Batman, and you get yeah. to feel like what's going on in his head and like Absolutely. his his heart. And that's what they said in the interview is that that's what he wants to do. And that's the more action perfect. in a Batman film, the less uh, relatable he seems. Like. Well, Let's really be honest. Dive the, yeah, the, character. the past few movies, he's come off as this sociopathic um, vigilante, and there's not really any more to him than that. Yeah. Which sucks because even in a very Nolan deep trilogy, yeah. that was the case. I Absolutely, thought. I'm not just including BBS, and I'm definitely not including his one, two scenes in Suicide Squad. I'm including uh, pretty the Keaton much movies. He got. I mean, I think you got more of like. The, I feel the like that was more of because of Michael Gao, too, because it Could was he but was it, just a very heartwarming Alfred. It is one of the big arguments for Adam West was that he was a detective like all the time in all every time. episode he was doing detective work, and you know while he may not have been you know of bodybuilding stature, um, he was the detective. Well, neither was Keaton, to be fair. Well, he that's true. Clooney or Val well, Kilmer, <laughs> really Ben they, Affleck. They had is the suits, it. but they had the suits to make it look like that's they true. were, you know. And at the end of the day, you know, Batman is from Detective Comics, so... Yeah, absolutely. He, he was always intended to be a detective, and yeah. I'm hoping that we do get to see that. I think that would be really cool. I think it would be really different for the character, and when it's like, how many Spider-Man, you know, versions have we seen? And none of them have really been different than the others, apart from the yeah. suit and the age. Right. You know, absolutely. but a totally different uh, genre of Batman film would be very appreciated. Yeah, I think that's very exciting. Anything else you guys want to touch on? The Inhumans in trailer drops, depending on when you're watching on the, watching this, tomorrow or two days from now. It drops on Thursday. On Thursday? Yeah. 
So that'll be cool. They dropped a very short teaser on Facebook that you get to see Medusa and Black Bolt kind of walking down a hallway. And Medusa looks really cool, which is great because in the set photos she didn't look that cool. <laughs> the hair looked really weird. But it looks a lot better in the little short thing they released. So. That's good. I'm happy about that. Give me Lockjaw. That's all I want to see in that trailer. Just one. one I want the whole trailer to just be Lockjaw. Just be Lockjaw. <laughs> Change the show to be Lockjaw. And I will The watch. inhuman Lockjaw. Yeah. I think they should have. Shadowcats, Dragon, Lockheed, and a Lockjaw. Yes, buddy cop movie. Yes. I like it. I like it. Okay. With their base on the moon. They take over the That's, Inhumans base. They could call it like Lock and Key or something. There you like go. That. I like it. Oh, nice. Jeez, they should hire you. Thanks. They should in hire all of us, space. really. But... <sighs> well, I mean, the Inhumans are in space. Yeah. So, I mean, bases on the moon. I know. I like doing the in space thing that they used to do on TV shows. We know that. Speaking of space, I'm going to say a little bit about Star Trek. Here it goes. Just real quick. quick. We're 12 minutes in, guys. For those who don't know, Star Trek Discovery has its official premiere date in September. Until it gets pushed back again. Which is really exciting. Uh, Jonathan Frakes, who played William Riker on The Next Generation and and, uh, directed a lot of Star Trek, uh, including First Contact, the movie, will be directing at least one episode of Star Trek Discovery as he is on board to direct one of the first season episodes. So that makes me very happy because before they picked Justin Lin to do Star Trek Beyond, and Justin Lin did an amazing job, uh, a lot of Trekkies, myself included, wanted them to grab Jonathan Frakes since he did such a great job with Star Trek First Contact. So it's good to see him back. It shows some support for the show, which is also positive. So. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's a good little news intro. I think it's time to talk about the Fresh Prince himself, Will Smith. How do you guys want to start this? You want to go like chronologically, yeah, alphabetically, it, we, autobiographically? We just did I just want to get it over time. with, really. Wow. We just did it one at a time. All right, I just want it to point out. It was not in chronological order or anything last time. We just went one at a time. So for, the, for those who only listen to this, we do record video and we live stream it on Twitch and then post it later on YouTube. And I wanted to bring cigars. And then throughout... The uh, the episode tell them not to light up their cigars until the fat lady sings, and then towards the end have one of them tell me that. For the record, I would have lit and smoked my cigar. I know you guys wanted it, but I would have. I, I just wanted to do the Independence episode. Day joke, you know. Enough with the fat lady. You're obsessed with the fat lady. You are obsessed with the fat lady. You're obsessed with Will Smith. I am. Let's... I am very obsessed with Will Smith. Um, all right. Well, then let's get started, Ryan. Since you are in such a rush to get this painful experience over with. Why don't you start with one of the movies? Why, thank you, Derek. You're welcome. Uh, okay, I'm going to go chronologically. I'm, I'm for me, and I'm going to go with uh, Bad Boys, and subsequently Bad Boys Two. I would assume, yeah, go you ahead. know, the whole franchise is covered. Um, I think Michael Bay's best movie, and for yeah, best two movies, yeah. <laughs> dude, you peaked early. Yeah, yeah. Peaked early. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I mean, I, I personally think the first one's better than the second one, so he peaked real early. So that's, when, <laughs> that's when they were keeping his budget for explosions much lower. Right, right. Um, but yeah, they're really fun, kind of buddy cop, Martin Lawrence, Will Smith movies. So they're on my list. Those two are on my list. I don't love a lot of Will Smith movies, but those I do enjoy. And probably because mostly it was just Will Smith being able to play Will Smith, essentially, and yeah. When Will Smith plays Will Smith, it is so good. Well, to be fair, and Darren's <laughs> going to argue with me about it, Will Smith plays Will Smith in every movie, except for, like, two. And I think when it's his serious stuff, 
that's when he's really pulling out his acting chops. Right. I'm saying but, when we get to like Suicide Squad, for example, yeah, he was still playing Will Smith. He's the Fresh Prince. Yeah. yeah well, the Fresh he Prince turned, turned into Uncle Phil, but you know. He would take that as a compliment. James Avery was sure. a good man. Sure, he was Shredder. So, I'm not going to say anything bad about James Avery. And a great Klingon. But, yeah, Bad Boys, great movies. I love them both. Probably the first one I would agree with you is better than the second one, but not by a lot. They're both equally enjoyable. I really hope Bad Boys 3 comes out. I mean, even though they're both old now. <laughs> that was 95. That was a long time ago. Bad Boys came out. I don't remember what year Bad Boys 2 was, but... It wasn't that long Probably after like that. Probably like 97, but... 98. Yeah. Um... I think my big problem with Bad Boys 2 is towards the end when the house blows up and they start driving through the house and then they drive down the hill with all of the the crack houses and they're all exploding as they're driving through them or sometimes just next to them. That's not <laughs> how the force works. <laughs> and it's just tons of explosions and it just that was a little ridiculous. It was Michael Bay. So that's when he realized that he had a boner for explosions and had to that's when he realized, I can ask for as many yeah, as I want. Exactly. <laughs> I have an explosion budget. <laughs> but, so, you know. My issue with Bad Boys did not happen during the films. I thought they were fun. I catch them on TBS and I have a good time. It actually happened after when it turned out that Martin Lawrence was a terrible, abusive person who abused... Uh, or Lisa Turtle. They dated for a little while. If you ever watched Saved by the that's Bell. That's not a real name, by the way. No, that's not. Lark Voorhees, it, I believe yeah, is her name. It's Lark Voorhees. I don't know where I pulled that from, but there it is. <laughs> Golf clap for Ryan. Thank you. But, yeah, he was very abusive to his co-stars, both emotionally and physically. So he's a terrible person. I do not want a Bad Boys 3. I think Will Smith should just stay far away from him or replace him. Like, anybody can act near Bad Boys can you imagine what it's going to look like, though, if Michael Bay directs it nowadays? Oh, God. Are they gonna be they're Transformers? Gonna, it's a Transformer. Uh, yeah, they're going to put Transformers in it. Bad Boys have to take I'd care of Transformers. I'd be totally fine with this. So real Whatever. quick, I, I was looking it up because in my head I started thinking about the dates for the movies. and Bad Boys 2 was a long time after. A bad, long time bad Boys. after. Yeah, oh, yeah. I thought I remember that. The first one was in 95. Bad Boys 2 is 03. Oh, I didn't know that. So, okay. um, so it's only Almost been you know, 15 years, years since um, the last one. So well, not as much of a gap as I thought. I totally thought, believe but... he could still go back and do it. I just don't want Martin Lawrence. And mainly it's my issue with Hollywood. We give abusive men second chances. You know, Johnny Depp shouldn't still get to work with Disney after we had physical proof from Amber Heard that he hit her and things like that. So can we just, like... It's just an issue I have with Hollywood itself. Just stop giving those guys money. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and with Johnny Depp, it makes a little more sense because he's still really big and is a huge draw to the box office. When was the last office. time you were excited about a Johnny Depp movie? No, that's a me thing, but like... No, 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 no. We're cinephiles. All of us love it. And we have all talked about how we have loved Johnny Depp at one point or another. When was the last time you were excited about a Johnny Depp movie? Um, yeah, you. I liked his cameo in Fantastic well, Beasts. I mean, it, I think that maybe back when uh, Alice in Wonderland was before it was going to come out, the first one. I was excited about that. But even then, I was like, okay, it, the preview looks like he's just doing Johnny Depp. Mm-hmm. You know, like Edward. But I, I've never been the biggest Johnny Depp fan, and a lot of people really love him, and you know, they, his movies make a good amount of money. My, my, my point there was that Martin Lawrence, on the other hand... He's not big at all. Right ...hasn't done okay, anything a long time. But the time. thing is, to be, to be fair to Rachel's point, like I understand what you're saying, but 
Martin Lawrence is going to get paid whether I go see the movie or not. I mean, he's going to make several million dollars for the movie. Oh, no. I, so, like, I'm still going to go see Bad Boys 3. I, I'm sorry. I'm not supporting no, no, a, no. a I, wife abuser. Or I would rather producers and directors just say we don't want to be associated that with would, that yeah. as opposed to general audience. Go see whatever you want because you're totally right. They get their paycheck no matter what. And That's why Gal Gadot is still going to make $300,000 well, for one. No, I'm just kidding. We're not going to get it. Uh, but that, that's why I saw Ender's Game. Uh, Orson Scott Card is a uh, avid and public uh, opponent to uh, same-sex rights uh, for marriage equality and things like that. And uh, I loved the books before I knew anything like that about him. And I wanted to see the movie. And so after I found out that he was not getting any of the back end and he was already paid and that was the end of it, I decided I'd go see the movie at that point. So That's right. how that stuff works. I yeah. mean, we, the audience can't really do anything yeah. for supporting somebody in that No, way, and so. I, I feel like it's more a decision from people in power. So. Absolutely. That's all. That's my issue. But Fair it's enough. not with Will. Will's, Will's hilarious in those films. Absolutely hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, because he gets to be himself. Mm-hmm. It's the best role for him. Let's move on. Uh, Ray, what is your first movie on the list? All right. Well, if we're going chronologically, then it's got to be my favorite Will Smith movie, and that's Independence Day. Absolutely. Just hands down. One of the coolest movies to come out of the the 90s as far as action films go because it was sci-fi, and it was comedy. It was action, and there was crazy drama in there. You got all choked up at some points, and... If that Bill Pullman speech did not motivate you <laughs> to be a patriot, you then... You need to check your pulse. Right? Yeah. Like, that got the feelers going. I'm, like, what, four or five years old? And I'm like, yes, I'll serve my country for you, Bill Pullman. Whatever. So, and Will. Will was one of the best parts. Bill Pullman, Jeff Goldblum, and Will Smith made that movie. He was all right. Randy Quaid. Don't, like, don't do that to me. Dude, don't I Don't do that to me. I can't picture anybody else but Cousin Eddie when I see That's perfect, because <laughs> my fan theory is that it is Cousin Eddie. <laughs> so, yeah, that works. Jeez. Oh, man. Um, no, I I love ID4, and I that movie basically put Will on the map as, like, the king of Fourth of July weekend. Right. Which he ruled for a very long time. He did. Um. And it was one of his earlier movies. I mean, yes. he did Bad Boys the year before, but the only major movie he did before that was Six Degrees of Separation, and I bet I'm the only one here who's seen that one. Yeah, I, you'd be yeah. right. Yeah, okay. Well, so, mine. I can't speak for it. <laughs> um, but this was towards the beginning of his major run. From 95 through 2000, he had a, a new major, major film every summer. Uh-huh. And... Uh, Independence Day was pure 90s sci-fi. It was so good. So Independence Day was great. I don't necessarily think that Will Smith was the best part of that movie. No, I feel like the three of the them movie, together. Yeah, I absolutely would agree with that. And I mean, that was one from my younger years that I remember very well. I mean, it, it definitely stood out to me. It was an early sci-fi film that was a new release that I enjoyed. Because most of the stuff I enjoyed before that was stuff that was older. So, absolutely. Yeah, it was, it was great. That ending scene where the two of them are walking off of the... Queen or the the alien ship after blowing up the yeah the queen ship or whatever it is it, it looked so good the I mother was, ship yeah they're so 
They're so attractive. I got such hero worship at that point. It was such a great scene. They're in the desert. They both got the cigars they've been talking about for 20 minutes. And, yeah. you know, and their they're, they're ladies run up to them and everything. It's adorable. It nice. Jeff Goldblum gets the girl. Which, I mean, rightfully, for the record, he should in every movie. <laughs> you kill off the alien invasion that's sent here to destroy us. Yeah. You get the girl. Is that... So th- yeah. that would work on me. There you go. Fair I enough. I think there's a fair amount of women that would probably agree. In all honesty, you know what would work in reverse, too? You know, if I defeated the planets, it would work. Is that when we would get together for the first time? Yes. Or I guess maybe the, in the, movie. the second I time. Know, Jeff Goldblum is getting her the is second time. Is this the Heroes time. Podcast Network so. version of, of Independence Day? Rachel's the real hero? Yeah. Oh, I mean, Doc Rev. Doc Rev saw Six Degrees of Separation. Um, I really liked it. It's an intense movie. Uh, it's it's really hardcore, and it was a huge risk for him so early in his career because he plays a a homosexual black man, which is you know a, that's a that's a big minority, and uh, which is an oxymoron. I realize I just said, but that's all right. We're moving on. It was an intense movie, and he was doing it during Fresh Prince, and it kind of helped put him on on the track for film which was very important since he was basically broke at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm not going to go into the details of why that is here, but I can. But it has to do with uh, always read contracts. He's not going to go into the details, but he can. Just always read contracts. Right. I'm just going to throw that out there. All right. Anything else about ID4? We... Why is it called ID4? That always bothers Independence me. Independence Day, Day July on the 4th. 4th. Yeah, I know, but we don't call it. We either call it the 4th of July or we call it Independence Day. We never call it. Independence Day. Well, for. the movie is called movie, Independence Day. I know. Day, okay? I know. I know. I just always thought because it it's a cool acronym for the movie. Yeah, <laughs> right. Jeez, move on. Can we at least all agree that the sequel, Independence Day Resurgence, basically had to create like half a dozen characters to fill his spot, right? Yes. Yes, they did. I refused. They, they created three characters <laughs> just to be as interesting as Will Smith. Bring back the original cast, or don't do it. They brought back most of the original cast. He was the only one they didn't bring back, and it's because he was doing Suicide Squad. But he was no, the star they of replaced the, movie. the daughter. They they should have brought back Mae Whitman. Too. Oh, I forgot. She's that they a full blown right. actor, and right. she didn't go crazy. Yeah. So. No, you're right. I forgot they replaced her too. But Jeff Goldblum's in it, and Bill Pullman's in it, and um, Brent Spiner's in it, <laughs> and uh, yeah. oh, the guy that plays Jeff Goldblum's dad. I love I him. Like um, him. He's a good guy. Uh, Hirsch. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. what's your movie, So, Derek? I kind of have later parts of his career, so I am going to start with uh, his 01 film, Ali, Go which, um, for my, like, that's really, I know he did Baggard Vance before that, but this was like his first legitimate Oscar-type film, where he was going hardcore into something really serious. Obviously, Muhammad Ali was a real person, so this is kind of almost... Almost a biopic in a way, but you know, with a little bit of fantasy thrown in there because it's Hollywood. Uh, and he had to really change who he was for that. He had to beef up like he had never been before. Because, I mean, he was always in good shape, right? But you never he was never like the big, no, hulking guy. he got huge for yeah. that. He had to get huge for it. He pinned his ears back, which uh, he always kind of joke, jokes about because he's got, he's got the big floppy ears and, you know, that kind of thing. But Ali did not. And uh, he really played the part incredibly well. I love sports movies, uh, especially boxing. And this was really, really good. Probably my, I mean, it's my favorite boxing movie that's based on a real person. Right. You know, know, obviously you love Rocky. You've talked about your love for Rocky and, you know, your real connect to it since it happened in Philadelphia and everything. But 
but Ali, Ali is so good. If you haven't seen Ali and you think that Will Smith is always just playing Will Smith, go see Ali. No. You gotta trust me. No. It's it is awesome. rather I do enjoyable. trust you, but I don't trust your movie uh, judgments. Well, he was nominated for Best Actor, so it must have been decent. (laughs) It probably was decent. Uh, And, uh, you know, he was was nominated again later for Pursuit of Happiness. And while he was, I believe, really great in that too, I thought that Ali is still to this date his best performance. It was really amazing. So... It's very difficult playing somebody who actually exists and someone who is still alive because Muhammad Ali was still alive at that time. So it it had to the pressure was definitely on and he rose to that level i know ryan you don't have anything to add since you didn't nope, see never saw it so it's a shame the previews looked all right so <laughs> i'm gonna tie ryan down to a chair and force him to watch all of will smith's serious films that sounds kinky no you have to give us a hundred if we get a hundred dollars a month <laughs> Patreon money, then our first right. Patreon video after that will be me tied to a chair watching one of these Will Smith movies. Wow. Okay. But we have to get $100 work. a month, and it actually has to clear. Are you... Okay. All right. All right. You're up next. I got money. <laughs> and it can't be one of the three of us or any of our, like... I'll, I'll have it approved wow, list. Wow, that's a lot of stipulations. I'll man. have it approved list. Well, because I don't want you to just give somebody money and be like, Ryan's going to do this. I would never do yes, you would. anything like that. Yeah, I know you got money. You got money to burn, I know. Um, all right, so that that uh, that was my first film on my list. We each got three uh, movies to talk about, and that was my first one. So uh, we are back around to Ryan. Lucky me. Okay, um, my next movie chronologically is Men in Black. Probably, so Probably one of the best reviewed Will Smith movies? I don't know. I feel like that movie, came when it came out, was really big. Like, I just remember everybody talking. It was in 1997. Do you mean, like, as far as, like, so like I was a critic teenager. reviews and stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, I would think. I don't I mean, know. I just remember as a teenager, like, everybody was talking about it. And It's got a 7.3 on IMDb and a 71 on Metascore, so I... I, I don't after that, 20 years after 20 years I, yeah, but I mean, uh, yeah that's huge you know for perspective um, Independence Day has a 6.9 and a 59 okay. so it got better than so, Independence Day you know, better than that uh, if we look at uh, Ali is just an example that one is only a 6.8 and a 65 so okay. you know you may so be, it is you may, one you of his better right. reviews yeah I mean it was I, I mean even going back and watching it now it's a very good movie like it holds up the Will Smith getting to play Will Smith still solid in that movie. So um, good. You know, it, it worked. Well, because Tommy Lee Jones was playing Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. You know? so, and Will Smith was playing Will Smith. So, so yeah. the two of them just had great chemistry together as a whole. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the the whole uh, Edgar suit thing at the beginning was great. Oh, man. Like, Vincent D'Onofrio, guys. Can you believe that that's Vincent D'Onofrio? That is Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah. When you first told me that, it, my brain would not accept that as, <laughs> as fact. I have... Yeah, I, I, it's very weird. Uh, but it was Rick Baker, who was one of my favorite special effects artists. And I mean, um, it, it shows. Oh, man, those little aliens, they were everywhere after that. They got all kinds of little mascot deals for yeah, merchandising. Yeah, yeah. They were Burger King cups yeah. and like all this other stuff. Even yeah. though they were basically sexual predators in the movie. Oh, they totally were. <laughs> yeah. But the movie, I mean, 
there were some there were some CGI in there, but there was a lot of practical effects, and it was such a unique movie. I think that's what really sold it for a lot of people, my, myself included. It was so different. I'll say the CG does not hold up. The CG does not hold up. The tentacle scene with the car is right. like it's pretty rough. Baby. So bad, yeah, yeah. Yeah. pretty rough anymore. Yeah, but like you know when when the um, the guy's head opens up and the little aliens inside talking about Orion's belt. Yeah, that, that was a real prop. Awesome. Yeah. It was a real prop. Yeah. Like, again, it exists. We like People have, somebody effects. has it in their collection. It's. I certainly. I hope somebody has it in their collection. There's always these. They bad do. I've stories. seen pictures of okay. it. Yeah. Things get lost over time, and it's sad. No, sometimes. it's alive so, and well, good for as well as a well, prop can be yeah. at this point. But yeah, it was. It's still out there, and I mean, a lot of the, the worms are still out there. I've seen picture people post pictures of them, and I mean, it's. I mean, Rip Torn was in the movie, which mm-hmm. uh, you know is my favorite Rip Torn role. I think outside Tony of... Shalhoub. Oh yeah, Tony yeah. Shalhoub played mm-hmm. an alien. Yeah, he was the guy in the pawn shop. Yeah, mm-hmm. like and Grew the sequels were not as good as the first one, but they as. A whole, they're a fun trilogy, and they still I think use. I only ever saw the second one. They still use quite a bit of practical effects over CGI for all of them, so I really liked that. It, the, the second one is definitely the worst, and it holds a special place in my heart, though, because I really liked the romance between Will Smith and Rosario Dawson. It was cute. I actually think the third film is really strong. I know you've said that before. I think, as far as writing is concerned, I think it's the better movie. Uh, I also think it's better acted across the board, but it's it doesn't break through to that crazy original line that the first one did because it's you know the same organization and some of the same aliens well, the and the same kind of trope. The movie from that point. was written off of the comic books. The second and third were written yeah. off of the first movie, so there's a difference. The third one is is a really great story. If you like Agent J and Agent K, if you like the two of them and you like their relationship together and how they play off of each other. Or you like Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones as actors, go watch the third one. Second one's very met. The third one is absolutely worth a watch, though. Right. Yeah. The uh, um, Jermaine from Flight of the Concords is the bad Jermaine. guy. Jermaine, excuse yeah. me. You from do Flight, every time. I do. Every, uh, Flight of the Concords is the bad guy. He's pretty great. Yeah, that would that would be more likely to make me watch it. Oh, there you go, else. man. He's pretty great. It's a really cool alien. What year did that come out? So, that must have been like early in his career too. Like that um, must have still been Flight of the Concords. I don't think era. so. It, I mean, the movie came f- fairly recently. Was it uh, 2012? So I mean, so Flight of the Concords has been around for a few years. Yeah. But, I yeah. mean, not. He wasn't in a lot of movies at that point. No. Because so. that was a big gap for for Will. He had four years in between movies at that point. He had kind of been focused. He's got enough money to not have to worry about. Well, he was putting out a record. That's uh, oh. when Lost and Found came out, which was his last major studio record. Though he's working on one now. So. Cool. Big Willie style, two electric boogaloo. I mean, those are the rumors. The willening. The willening. <laughs> I like it. He did look. Don't put it past me. I mean, keep in mind his two thousand, his uh, nineteen ninety nine two thousand album was called Millennium. Yeah. So, Gosh. Yeah. I like and Big Willie style. That was yeah. There was also Big Willie yeah. style. He likes to put his name in everything. But, well, you know, even his daughter Willow. I mean, his last album was called Lost and Found. So there wasn't a subtitle. Nope, just Lost and Found. All right. The so Will Smith story. My next and Big movie. Willie style was a big deal because it was his first major solo album after breaking up with DJ Jazzy Jeff. And so after that, everybody could get my with next it. movie right. is Hancock, <laughs> <laughs> which was the last movie before that break I was talking about. <laughs> so Hancock is a at best mediocre film because 
it was during one of those times where test audiences hated the original cut, so they went back and changed it. They added in the ridiculous thing about gods and romances and you can't be next to each other. So instead of just us getting some really cool fight scenes between Will Smith and Charlize Theron, we get this ridiculous romance. And we have to pretend Charlize Theron would ever date Jason Bateman. Like, that's not a thing. <laughs> for, for those who don't know, who haven't seen the movie, he's... It, it, it plays off like he's supposed to be like this kind of like really superhero. terrible super, superhero, but it's because he's a god and Charlize Theron is his mate essentially. And the closer they are together, the weaker he becomes. And so if they stay far apart, then he's super strong and can fly and all these types of things. But if they're together, then he basically becomes mortal. And, and he's an alcoholic and everything else. He is an yeah. alcoholic. So that part was the first time I had seen him in a comedy not play Will Smith. And he was absolutely incredible. He was playing drunk Will Smith. I don't know. I really liked it. I thought his portion of it was very good. I was so more interested in his character. And to get that twist at the end where it, it was disappointing. I really wanted it to just stick with him being this terrible person on this road to redemption. I liked that a lot better, and I was really into it until the third act, and it, it just lost me. I tend to agree. I didn't see it in theaters. I didn't It was either. a movie that interested me, but I never went and saw it, and I saw it when it was on TBS or something like that, yeah. or HBO. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it wasn't great, obviously. There were problems, the whole Charlize Theron thing, and the whole, like, yeah, they can't be close. That was a big problem, but... Uh, like yeah, the first couple acts were pretty interesting. I thought, yeah. and it, I mean, it was Will Smith being a little more snarky than he probably is in real life, so there was some acting involved, and probably a little more drunk than he was in real life. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, overall, I enjoyed, it, and I even enjoyed Jason Bateman and that. And he's that a role funny and, guy. It, it was just Jason. It's either Jason Bateman and Will Smith, they had really good chemistry together. Yeah, I agree with that. And Will Smith and Charlie Theron had good chemistry together, but the three of them together didn't play off very well. It wasn't a good, like, trinity, so I somebody had to have been cast differently, and I probably would choose Charlie Theron at this point. I would recast Will Smith, probably. Stop. Oh, um, I think the big problem with it is that in Suicide Squad, it was the first one to really break that mold. People don't like him being the bad guy. He's always the hero in basically anything he's ever in. He's the hero. And don't get me wrong, I love rooting for him. But this was an opportunity for him to be more of an anti-hero. Yeah. And they they were going to do that. That was kind of the plan. And they didn't. They had to kind of change things up. And you know, that it's those types of changes the audiences kind of push studios to do that, you know, change the ending of Inception, for example, or the ending of The Dark Knight Rises, where you kind of have to hit people over the head with what you're trying to say. It can't be too uh, metaphorical right you know and that bothers me because i like that kind of stuff hancock and, had the potential to be one of the first poignant superhero films and instead it opted for the cheesy tropey hollywood ending and that kind of bothered me yeah i agree with that I liked most of the movie. The special effects don't hold up particularly well. Oh, no. Um, no. Even when I watched it for the first time, him punching the shark looked really bad. But at the same the time, he was fighting a shark, so I let it go. That was fine. Yeah. I don't remember the shark. I mean, but... it looked better than 
Sharknado. So. <laughs> was that the sci-fi? Yeah, it was. Yes. Okay. It's um, the only other movie around that time that used sharks. And I'm comparing things because they were like right next to each other. Come on. I will say this: I did buy the edition of the movie that came with the beanie that he wears. Oh, that's cute. So I have that. Oh, that looks good on you. I've I, seen it. I used to wear it a lot. Yeah. So. It's all I, good. I liked it. It could have been better. The original, like what I've read the of the beanie original, would have been better. The... All right, so moving on. Yes. So Talk next about your film. on my list, we're going to go back in time just a little bit to 2004, just after he did Bad Boys 2 and the wonderful animated film Shark Tale. I'm being a little sarcastic there. That one was not. It was, was pretty not, bad. Not good. Yeah. Uh, but iRobot, which is based off of Asimov's uh, books and has to do with you know robotics and the three laws and um, all that kind of awesome stuff. I love hardcore sci-fi, and this is sci-fi. I love Isaac Asimov. Well, yes. So Will again, main hero guy, and um, uh, Alan Tudyk yes. voices Sonny, who's the main robot, um, and I'm embarrassing myself here, the guy who plays the uh, the doctor who invented the robots, he was in Star Trek First Contact, and um, American Horror Story, you guys know who I'm talking about, right? Yeah, exactly. Babe, he was in Babe. The, I don't know, the I don't know who that is. You're doing this on purpose, and it's fine, but whatever. Anyway, um, keep going. You know what? I don't really appreciate the attitude. Here, <laughs> no, I actually don't remember his totally name, honest. but yes, I know who he is. Uh, no, I know you know who because we actually had about. a didn't we have a discussion about James this? Cromwell? Yeah, we had a discussion James about Cromwell. this. I, I, yeah, Before Wonder Woman, he's been in Star Trek a couple of different times. Uh, anyway, so great sci-fi movie. Kind of has to do a lot with what you know. What does it mean to be human? When do we go too far to enforce our own laws and, and things of that nature? Um, kind of plays a bit off of uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey, you know, and Hal and the whole, um, you know, kind of crazy computer thing. Uh, you know, the computer's protecting us from ourselves. It's, 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 now, why you know. is it that every artificial intelligence decides that we have to be extinct so there can be peace? Like, because, because they know us we, really yeah, well. Because <laughs> war. Like, that's just violence is in their nature. Haven't you seen Wonder Woman? Men are terrible. It's true. <laughs> It's a fact. Those... I'm on the internet. Men are terrible. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I, I, I think a lot of the special effects do hold up really well. Yeah. It was one of the first uh, Blu-rays I bought when, when that was a thing. And uh, I think that it was a great action movie, really solid sci-fi. When you find out that he's got you know a whole robotic arm because he lost it in that car crash thing and all that kind of stuff, I thought was a really... Alert. Seriously, it's a, dude. Okay, that movie's 13 <laughs> years old, man. If you haven't seen it by now... Listen, we I'm didn't not, set a limit on... I'm not sure what you're weird. waiting for. I, I actually have seen this movie. It's been a, a while. I think I saw it like right when it first came out. I remember enjoying it, but I don't remember much about it. But Fair enough. I mean, the, the robots looked cool. I remember that much. Yeah, I love the design yeah. of the robots. I always thought that that would be something cool to actually see in person. Correct. You know? But it's, it's a fun story. It's It's... It's a little bit deeper than uh, your average sci-fi action flick, and it's a lot of fun. Absolutely. Ryan? The last one I have is a movie that uh, is probably one of my guilty pleasures movies that I know is really bad, but I still enjoy watching it. I agree. And that is Wild Wild West. Wiki wah. Wiki wah. Wiki wah. Wild Wild West. Jim West. Desperado. Okay, anyway. It's, uh, yeah, it was a major flop. 
Uh, yes. Well, I guess I mean I shouldn't say it's t- it wasn't technically a flop. The budget was 170 million and it made 222 million. So I would say commercial disappointment is more accurate. That's fair. But uh, That's fair. you know, it's rated very poorly. It is. <laughs> Critics do not like it. Uh, I thought the visuals were really interesting. There was you know steampunk wasn't really so, popular no. at that point. Like steampunk kind of caught on in like the cosplay world and things like that. Maybe when did that Treasure years? Planet movie come out? The animated one that also tried being steampunk. Was that the same time? Steampunk was a thing. It probably was around probably the same was, time. I feel like it's yeah. within a year or two. Yeah, yeah. it was. Mulan it came out on, in like ninety seven, and so Treasure Planet was in between that and two thousand one. Okay. I don't think it really caught on in the cosplay world until like 2007 or no, something, right. yeah. somewhere in there. So, I mean, it was kind of ahead of its time. But even when you talk to like cosplayers that do steampunk, they reference Wild Wild West a lot. And uh, Absolutely. You know, the spider was cool. And I really yeah. liked the wheelchair that the guy rolled around in was neat. Kenneth Branagh was really fun in that. Yeah. Salma Hayek and mm-hmm. Kevin Klein and Will Smith, they were all fun. It was definitely not their peak of acting, but it was no. it was great. But yeah, if you hilarious. just shut your brain off and like, it's enjoyable. Stanley, it's it's yeah. it's entertaining. It's definitely not trying to get a message across or anything like. No, that. there's nothing deeper you know? than what you see on the surface. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. But the inventor, you know, Kevin Klein, uh, yeah. you know, inventing these pool balls that do these things, and you know, just the train that flips. It, you know, there's a lot of interesting up. stuff in their gadgetry and whatnot. It was Kevin, ambitious. Yeah. Kevin Smith has a hilarious story. story about the spider. So oh, okay. he actually was a writer on the Spider or the Superman movie with Nick Cage, and uh, this director who was attached to it at one point went on to uh, be a part of Wild Wild West. I don't think he directed it. I think he produced it instead. But he kept pushing and pushing the writers to do a giant spider for the Superman villain. And they were like, no, no, this isn't happening. And this is like 94, 95 at this time where they're writing the Nick Cage Superman movie. And Well, the Batman movies were just really serious by that point. Yeah. And so a spider would have been ridiculous. I agree, so, Derek. <laughs> but Kevin Smith was just like, I'm not doing this. This is stupid. So... Everything gets scrapped. That movie gets scrapped. And then Wild Wild West comes out and Kevin Smith sees it with his daughter and he's like, Ooh, the spider. <laughs> like. Way ahead of his time, Kevin Smith, <laughs> apparently. Um, another interesting little fact about Wild Wild West is that uh, Will Smith picked that role over Neo from The Matrix. Yeah, since regretted that. Uh, but I mean, can you blame them though? Because when you're handed both scripts, one movie sounds ridiculous, and the other one, you're a steampunk cowboy. So, yeah. you know, I feel like it was an easy decision to make. That given the same context, he probably would have made again. Going back in time though to see a movie with two major lead roles played by two black men would have been amazing. Oh, don't get me wrong. I don't think the Matrix would have been anywhere near as good as it was with Will Smith. It would have had to have been very different. Yeah. And I don't know if that would have been good or bad. I don't. But it would have been very different. I can definitely say that. Because Keanu Reeves is a completely different kind of actor. They have way different styles. The, uh-huh. I Keanu Reeves does not succeed at comedy. For some reason, uh, The Replacement was... I actually like that. I like, it, the, I like The Replacements. Was a good movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was hoping you weren't going to talk trash was, on it, no. so I was prepared to come across the table. No. Sunshine. <laughs> it wasn't because he was a comedian in it. It was because Keanu Reeves' style of acting worked with the ensemble. Yeah, yeah. That's why. Like, he wasn't 
they weren't relying on him to be the comedy. I liked most sure. of Keanu Reeves. He got movies. twice straight guy. Um, yeah. Not the lake house, but you know. He's seen it. He's just not a fan. He d- he didn't think Sandra Bullock and Keanu Reeves was believable I've after the, Speed. So. I have seen the Lake House. Thank you very much. I know. Oh, okay. I don't think I'm, she said you hadn't. Seen it was, it. You were coming off a little too sarcastic. I thought you. I were thought, saying thought maybe this. he fell asleep during it or something. No, I've I've legitimately seen the Lake House because I like Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock, and I did not care for that movie. They were not the problem. So uh, anyway. So yeah, blah, was blah, it blah, the time traveling mailbox? It was the time traveling mailbox. <laughs> that was um, a big. That is that's a, a big thing. problem for a lot of people. Uh, yeah, time traveling mailbox. All right, Ray, what's your next movie? My last movie is Suicide Squad, which has been his most recent, and he is one of the better parts. So I went back and rewatched this last night, and that thing does not have the same magic on me that it did in theaters. Everybody was full of really bad puns, and it was was embarrassing. It was bad editing, so much so that, like, I noticed people were standing, and then in the very next place they were sitting way across the room. and The bar scene? uh, The bar scene, the cocktail scene with uh, Common and Joker. Oh, yeah. But oh, like it's the the so writing, bad. so like basically Margot Robbie or Will Smith would say a line like, "Man, that's a bad line," and then what's his face who plays Rick, Rick Flag, Flag would come in and say a line, line ten times yeah. worse. So and like, maybe, hold my beer, guys. I got this. Maybe it's because Will Smith and Margot Robbie are just really good actors that can play off the hamminess of these bad lines, and he can't because he's being so serious. Oh, he's so bad. The guy who played <laughs> Rick Flag is just terrible. I wish they would have killed him. <laughs> So I do want to. said he's coming back for the sequel, so get ready for that. Uh, we talked about Suicide Squad on this podcast, and have. I know I really liked it when we talked about it. And I do have to say that watching it the second time at home on Blu-ray, I think we're all guilty of sometimes uh, getting hyped for a movie and giving it a lot of passes. It's, I've tried to get better about that, but it's it's not good. We all want the DC um, universe to do well. I think we is that part of it. So like we try and not Absolutely. rip on him as bad. Well, here's the well, thing. It, it's just... not a bad movie for Will Smith. He, I liked his Deadshot. I thought he was fun. I really like one of the most enjoyable scenes for me was when he just unloaded all those guns onto when he's on the, the car? dummies. Yeah. No, no, oh, no. no. Oh, dummies. Show everybody what he can do or whatever. Yeah, like yeah. that is fun. I, I love how he, he really believed the gun was empty, and he couldn't believe they actually gave him live ammo, you know, and all that. That's a good sh- that's a good scene, yeah. But I just feel like the movie as a whole was bad, and I didn't see it back when we did our first podcast about it, guys. I'm sorry. It's technical stuff, a lot of it. Like, the, the, um, the creatures that the people become... I don't remember the putties. The, yeah, yeah, the, the putties. The putties totally, with a bunch of eyes. Yeah. I don't re- total putties. I don't remember the CGI looking as bad as it does on home video. I don't know like what happened if it was a problem with the transfer to disc or if I really just didn't notice how bad they looked in theaters. But that is some bad CGI, and that's aside from the writing and, and the editing issues. Like, people will say that BVS has editing issues. Suicide Squad has editing issues. If you don't even know what editing is, you can notice that this has some cut problems. Yeah, and absolutely. That was just kind of, that caught, caught me off guard. Because, I mean, yeah, I get hyped for movies, and you know, I'm sure that, uh, you know, like, I know that Independence Day Resurgence wasn't any amazing film, and I just personally really loved it. But I could see all of its flaws. I missed a lot of the problems with Suicide Squad. And maybe it was because it was Will Smith. 
I don't know that it was necessarily because it was a DC movie. Like, I, but... I, I still don't like Jared Leto's Joker. I still think that all everything about it was silly and ridiculous. I hate the tattoos, and not because of the visual look that it has, but because Joker has always wanted to be anonymous. And ever since I became an adult, I figured out that police look for tattoos. So mm-hmm. he would have been caught a long time ago. Just The tattoo thing bothered me from the very first pictures of him for that very same reason. It's just um, silly. I, I don't want to see him back. I do want to see Will Smith as Deadshot in the Batman film. He doesn't have to be the only villain. He no, I don't no. think the two of them have enough of a rivalry to hold that entire movie. But I, I want to see Will Smith back. I liked him. The I, movie was obviously set up to showcase Will Smith and Margot Robbie. Much absolutely. to the chagrin of the people that liked some of the side characters. Yeah, no, you're but, absolutely right. Because... Let's be honest, they're the ones that got paid the most, and they were the big draw for, for fans. But those two characters so. are not even close to being the most interesting characters in the, no. in the squad. So it's... Not at all, but if you if you put two names on a screen, and one is Harlequin and the other is Captain Boomerang, people are going to see a Harlequin movie. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that's, so that's why you get your but A-list the actor Suicide there. Squad, not right. Suicide but Deadshot then... and Harley Quinn. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I agree. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying that that's why you get the A-list actor for those roles because that's who people are going to go see. Do you guys think Captain Boomerang will be back for Flash? Um, they kind of showed a clip of him, so I mean, I, yeah. of, of Flash yeah. catching yeah. him. So I mean, I I'd be like surprised probably, if he wasn't at least mentioned. You know, minor role, you know, probably. Yeah, minor role. Um, all right. Well, my last movie is I Am Legend, which uh, was in 2007, and. Uh, it's kind of a vampire movie. I know that I've argued with people about them not actually being vampires, but whatever. They're vampire-esque creatures, and he's like more or less the only person left. Um, it's based on a book. It's very different from the book because the book takes place in Ohio and the movie takes place in New York. Uh, reason being that a post-apocalyptic downtown Manhattan is a really cool scene and shot to show on the big screen. And downtown Columbus is not. I Am Legend predicted BBS. (laughs) It totally did. I love that. I really love that. Um, I I like most of that movie. I think that the CGI on the the creatures is pretty terrible. Yeah, I was wrong. I think that it's one of Will's better roles as far as what he needs to do range-wise in it. Because it's an action movie and he's playing an action star, but there's some very emotional stuff that happens. Like... The dog scene, um, which is incredibly intense and sad, and um, he has to carry the whole movie pretty much by himself. And that's not easy to do. I mean, we talk about how you know Wally is such an impressive film because the main character can barely talk and Eve can barely talk. And yeah, for the first thirty minutes, there's no dialogue. There's you know, Hello Dolly playing in the background. And I Am Legend is basically that, except sometimes Will talks to the dog. That makes sense. You know, and so I, I, I like it. It's a character movie, and I really like that. Uh, the director's cut ending is a much more interesting ending than the theatrical one. Agreed. I don't think I've seen that, but... Another movie that got butchered by test audiences. Yeah. <laughs> Average Americans don't know anything um, about movies. It is frustrating. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's a cool movie. If you like vampires or you like monster-type movies or post-apocalyptic movies... I think you'll enjoy it. It's definitely not you know, an Oscar kind of film. But, but it's introspective. Yeah. I think that's fair. Unfortunately, and, the CGI at this point does not hold up. So just go into it knowing oh that no. they, they, it wasn't really good back when it that's, came yeah, out. That's yeah. what I was going to say. That, yeah. That's a 
problem, the product of that time. There was a lot of movies like Day After Tomorrow where they blew their load on, you know, one part of the CGI and just threw in something else here. Like the, the storms looked really incredible in Day After Tomorrow. Mm -hmm. The wolves that came out of the thing <laughs> looked awful. Yeah. God awful. So there were a lot of movies around that time that did that. And this one, I mean, they had to build some pretty large-scale physical sets that Absolutely. looked pretty destroyed, and that's not cheap or easy to do. But the CGI never looked good No, they for those would have monsters, been better just so. using straight makeup and practical. And they weren't so crazy looking that you couldn't have done that. And yeah, they're not in it I enough, agree. I think, yeah. for that to have caused too well, much of an issue. The thing is, uh, The Descent, very underrated horror film. If you haven't seen it, I recommend it. Uh, the monsters looked... 10 times better and they were pretty similar so i i think you should check out that and you can just see night and day of what happens when you do a practical and what happens when you don't um now before we wrap up we're getting to the hour mark uh there he's done you know a lot of other films that we're not touching on we don't have you know an endless amount of time here uh some of his better more serious films like the pursuit of happiness or seven pounds are really interesting movies um, Seven Pounds in particular is, is one where he is essentially going to donate all of his organs to different people um, and ends up uh, you know, going through that process, and it's a pretty uh, serious and, and intense film as well. Uh, the Pursuit of Happiness, I, if I'm remembering correctly, also got him a nomination for Best Actor like Ali did. Uh, Jaden's first movie. It was, uh, and that's a really emotional film as well. It's, a, it's about being a parent you know, yeah. and, and struggling through that process when you're not particularly successful from a professional level. Um, uh, we, After Earth was right. a great movie, right? It was I mean, not. We, it was terrible. But oh, okay. Thought, for Will, that was the first financial flop he had ever had, and he took that really hard. He was not prepared for that. He took a break between After Earth and Suicide Squad. There's nothing in there, so... Uh, concussion came out a couple of yeah. months after Suicide Squad, but that didn't take nearly as long to film as either After Earth or Suicide Squad. And I mean, After Earth was really meant to be his son's film, and I think a lot of people were disappointed at that because well, they want to see Will. To be completely honest, I mean, Jaden's films tend to bomb. You know, Karate Kid. Come on, I didn't see the Karate Kid. You uh, didn't miss anything, dude. Jackie Chan's part though is intense. Jackie Chan is great in everything. Like I, yeah, I've never I, seen I, any I would, Jackie Chan. Even the movie. Rush Hour movies, Jackie even the Chan later is good ones. In. Yeah. <laughs> I went to watch that film for Jackie Chan, and be, since that was my only expectation, I was not let down. You were good, okay. Yeah, um, I will say that. Now, of course, you know Will's had a big music career, many albums dating back to uh, the, the beginnings of hip hop. The first rap Grammy was uh, was his for Summertime. And he had Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And he took that over pretty fast. He became pretty big creative control in that. So In, in Fresh Prince. In Fresh Prince, you know, yes. He went from new actor who just got his first TV show to producer and director by the end of its run. And, I mean, towards the end there, like, Ryan and I have talked about it before, like, with the episode, you know, with when his dad walks out on him. Like, if you can watch that episode and not get emotional... Uh, uh, the episode talk to <laughs> where Will gets shot because yeah. he's protecting Carlton, mm -hmm. and Carlton goes out and buys a gun. Like I, in the next episode, I thought 
the emotional part was over when Will gets shot, but in the other one where Will's disappointed because Carlton had bought a gun too, like, oh my god, that was intense. That was like Saved by the Bell caffeine pill, a pill level intense. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they they did tackle some pretty intense issues later on in the show once they had a following and could be a little more risky with things. Absolutely. Um, and I mean, he was the later seasons by... are ten times better than the beginning. He's supported the by a new very good cast. Is better than the old Aunt No, I prefer old Aunt Viv because she had a personality. They didn't let new Aunt Viv have a personality at all. They kept her in a rigid box, and I felt bad for her as an actress. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he he's done a lot. Big career. Uh, he's got a lot more movies coming up. If you look on his he's IMDb, he's rumored to he's be got... the genie in Guy Ritchie's live-action Aladdin. And... Ryan is so mad about this, but I gotta be honest, I'm really happy You don't about say. It. Well, no, because look, I think... I, an actor you love playing a character you love. It's not that simple for, for me, though, because you're replacing Robin Williams, who's one of the greatest comedians of all time. In your favorite Disney film of all In time. my favorite Disney film. So this is something I'm going to be incredibly critical of. It's one of my favorite characters in movies, in my favorite Disney movie, played by one of my favorite actors. To replace that is not easy. So my hope is that they're going to take it a very different direction and he's not going to try and be Robin Williams. I Tune will... in for a review of that movie where yeah. Derek's going to be extra critical of it. I will say that I I really don't want there to be another Robin Williams because to me that is doing um, all of his work a disservice. And, you know, maybe we do this episode next time with Robin Williams as our forefront because he was an incredible actor. A lot of movies to talk about with Robin Williams, that's for sure. Um, Dibs on Dead Poet Society. That's a good one. Uh, all right. So we are off next week because we would normally be streaming on Tuesday, of course, which is the 4th of July. Nobody's going to watch us that day. So. And we're going to do a barbecue or something. So we're going to be uh, skipping that week. So come back the week after that. We will be reviewing, I think, Spider-Man Homecoming or yes. the following week. Well, actually, guys, we get to go see it tomorrow. We do get to go see it tomorrow. So I'm actually not going to see it tomorrow. Oh, you're Sorry, not? I just want you guys. Okay. Aww. Well, we'll talk about that. Sad yeah. face. Offline. But, uh, but yeah, so I believe when we come back, we'll be, that will be the Spider-Man uh, review episodes for yeah. Spider-Man Homecoming. Be sure that's your homework, guys. Go out and see it. And I hope everyone has a great 4th of July. Ryan, what's up? Hey, I don't know if you guys knew this, but we have a Patreon I didn't. What? Yes. We do? Where this is, Patreon, if you're not familiar, is a place where you can go and you put your credit card information in and you give us all your money. And it's wonderful. We can buy new mics, which we desperately need right now, and we can buy all these other things. Um, so yes, go there and be generous. And me and Derek previously talked about this, so I made a deal with him. Um, and it's been a long time, Derek, so I'm sure you will, it will all come to you as I explain okay, it. Okay, I'm curious. Um, so <laughs> if we get an extra $20 next month over what we had this month, mm -hmm. and this is the month of July I'm talking about, okay. or an extra four people pledging, okay. one of those two has to happen, then Derek will go the entire month of August on the podcast without mentioning Star Trek in any episode. <gasps> and if he does... Then he's going to sing the chorus of an ABBA song in the middle of the episode. Never agreed to we that. did agree to this for the month of August. Yeah, the month of August. Well, we didn't agree to the month, but that's what's going to happen. That's Star happen. Trek Las Vegas. Oh, that's going to be tough, Ben. But yes, that's why you should give us your money. <laughs> Derek agreed to this, so this is all set up and ready to go. Give us Do you that shave money. your arm. I don't. I just have very fine hair. <laughs> um, yeah. So Derek is going to do that, and the ABBA song will be decided by somebody in chat. Um, yeah. So. 
and it has to happen every time you mention Star Trek. So it could happen multiple times in the episode. It could happen no, no times the whole month. It depends on how much willpower Derek has. So I don't mind ABBA. Give us your extra money or all your Fresh money. Fresh off on your ABBA songs. Yes, if one person gives us an extra $20 that month, that's all it'll take. Does it have to be just ABBA? Can I mix it up with like some Asia? Or no, something? it's going to be ABBA. It has just to be ABBA. ABBA. I don't know enough ABBA. Well, you're going to have to learn. Okay. Start studying. So, yeah, give us your money. All it takes is one person giving us an extra $20 or four new people giving us $1 or more. It's, yeah, so well, make it happen. Doc Rev likes when I talk Trek, and that's why well, there you go. Then he I is guess my friend. He would and... try and convince everybody to not give us extra money um, for next <laughs> month. Anyway, we appreciate you guys who do listen, especially those who contribute, uh, like Doc Rev and Jordan. They're our top two contributors on Patreon. You can find us at heroespodcast.com and at heroespodcast.com on Facebook and Instagram, as well as Twitch and Patreon. So please go check us out there. And you can go to screen-heroes.com to go straight to our iTunes page where you can drop us a review. And as I said earlier, we will give you a shout-out on the podcast if you do so. Hope you guys have enjoyed the episode. We'll catch you guys in a couple of weeks. Bye, everybody. Bye. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.